The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Sex with Jaya is brought to you by Aloe Cadabra. Aloe Cadabra is 95% organic aloe vera. Visit www.allocadabra.com today. Step inside the sensual world of sex with Jaya. This hour will bring you sex education like you've never heard before. It's uncensored, no holes barred advice to increase your sexual knowledge and performance. Now, here's your host, Jaya. I'm ready for sex with Jaya. Are you? We're ready for sex with Jaya. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> she loves not here today, so uh, Jay and Joy have to be ready for sex with Jaya, huh? <laughs> we are. Uh, it's another Ask Jaya Anything show. Got questions about sex? Your sex life in particular? Today, I'm focusing on you. I get so many emails, Facebook messages, and tweets asking for help and advice about sexuality. Today, I'm going to focus on the plethora of emails that I receive. I don't always get to them, but today, I'm going to see how many people I can help. It's the holidays, after all, and I'm in the spirit. But first, the disclaimer. The content presented on this show is for informational purposes only. The following information has not been evaluated by the USDA. The information and the products discussed on this show are not in any way medical advice. They are not intended to diagnose, treat, or cure any disease, disorder, or disability. Action should not be taken based solely on this informational content. Before making changes to your diet and lifestyle, please consult your physician or naturopathic doctor. Using this informational contact without first consulting your health pro- professional is your right as a human being and my guests and I assume no responsibility. Please do not apply the ideas and suggestions that you hear on the show if you are not willing to assume this risk. Okay, awesome. On with the show. Here to help me with this first question is Jay Denman and Pure Green Joy of Jingslingers.com. So Kay writes, I'm currently having testosterone treatment for low testosterone. My doctor has me on injections, but I'm still having difficulty with orgasms and having difficulty with arousal. My doctor says that my testosterone levels are now normal and that I should not take them any higher. I think they should be higher. Or do you think there's something else wrong? What do you think, Jay and Joy? Is Kay's testosterone too high or too low, or should he look at improving something else? Well, Jaya, there, there's so many factors that go along with testosterone. Um, so the, the the question is is a bit vague because there are so many so many different factors, and including just um, age first and foremost. But um, we're we're going to look at some of the the major things um, that affect testosterone, and uh, maybe we can give Kay uh, an overall idea. Um, the first thing is, you know, you you want. You want to take a look at your body and see when your testosterone is low and depending upon your age, how low it is um, because there are different, um, different levels. You know, as you age, your testosterone naturally is going down, 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 and your estrogen is going up, up, up. So um, depending on your age, kind of where, where your testosterone falls and in that um, kind of average level, 
um, you, you want you want to take a look and 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 look at all of the factors in your life, in your diet, in your body, and see why your testosterone is low in the first place. Because you know your your total body system, and when one thing is um, a bit out of balance, um, it, it's an indication of either you know overall hormonal imbalance, and, um, and it can just be caused by so many things. You know, it can be caused by um, mineral deficiencies, you know, particularly with magnesium and zinc for testosterone. Um, it can be an indication of um, introducing something else into your body that may be interfering. Um, things such as uh, pain medications um, have been known to um, inhibit testosterone and libido. Um, really, if you're taking any medication, um, that right there could be the culprit. Um, statin drugs too, where they lower cholesterol so much, and they're they're lowering lowering your your building blocks for um, the stero- steroidal hormones. Um, there's several several other things I have, but um, I know going along with um, the disruptors, the hormone disruptors. I know Joy has has a whole bit on that, so I'm going to pass pass the baton over to her so she can uh, cover that um, much more in depth. Yeah, because we want Kay to be okay. <laughs> and I think there's yes, a lot do. of <laughs> there's a lot of things that um, we all do. I mean, we all do this, and we all have these things in our homes um, until you know better, and then when you know better, you do better. So, what should you be looking for? Um, it could be anything from um, the shampoo and conditioner that you're using, and all the different body splashes, washes, shines. Uh, they they carry something called parabens in them, and unless they're organic and truly natural, the chance of them having the ethyl paraben, the methyl paraben, and the propylparabens, uh, that can change your hormone cascade um, immediately. It goes right into your skin, gets into your bloodstream, and goes right to those. uh, They prefer the reproductive organs, but they also kind of hang out in the brain. And there's other places that you can, you know, look for things that might be stealing your jing or making your testosterone drop and your estrogen, you know, rise. Uh, The ones I just mentioned, the ethyl uh, methyl and propyl parabens are all specifically uh, synthetic estrogens. Um, everyone knows about BPA. Uh, people stopped using plastic bottles, or a lot of people stopped using plastic bottles for fear that it has bisphenol A or BPA in it. But there's a, another source for that. If K works at a retail store and handles a lot of receipts, um, they've found recently that 40% of all re- register receipts carry an incredibly high amount of BPA, which goes right into the skin, right into your mouth, right into your face, and usually you eat your lunch, you don't wash your hands, but it goes right through the skin. Um, They found this in in a lot of different people that work fast food, as well as people who handle a lot of retail receipts. But the good news is, is that if you work at Target or Bank of America, or (laughs) use Bank of America ATMs, uh, or even Starbucks, their receipts were pretty much BPA-free. Um, phthalates is another thing and those are the plasticizers Uh, we find those again plastic bottles and everything from microwave dishes which we shouldn't be microwaving our food anyway to the things we put on our skin in our hair these um, industrial um, plasticizers again mimic estrogen go into the body and our bodies don't know the difference they've got a square peg and they're trying to put uh, that into a round hole and they kind of make it fit and what happens is we have a disruption in that, that hormonal cascade because it's not exactly what needs to be there, but the body doesn't recognize it as being something synthetic. So, um, And the last thing is the things that we have in our air. 
um, using Teflon pans doesn't sound like something that would be, you know, in the air, but um, there's another chemical, it's PTFE, that when that goes up in the air, every time you use a Teflon pan, that it, it causes a, um, a chemical reaction in the body. They actually call it Teflon flu, which also is a hormone disruptor. So something as simple as using Teflon or uh, Silverstone or any kind of um, uh, pans that have that slick surface, then again, another dis, you know another disruptor that we weren't aware about. So how do we fix this? We go to stainless steel pans. We um, do something actually nature has for us. And this was done by a research scientist who worked with NASA for 20 years to get all that stuff out of the air because everything's constantly off-gassing in our houses. You can just get some plants. There's specific plants. I'll give you a couple of top three. Um, the peace lily, the Boston fern, um, the Phoenix robolini, and philodendron. They pull things out of the air that if we breathe them in, they disrupt our hormones. But if the plant gets them first and then um, transpires them, then that transrespiration turns it back into air that we can breathe. And it's so effective. It's what they used um, in NASA for uh, cleaning the air for, uni- for the uh, lunar habitats. Um, and you can read all about that. It's called How to Grow Fresh Air. It's by Dr. B.C. Wolverton. Uh, you can get the book as cheap as anywhere from $5 to $12 on, on Amazon. Um, his website is wolvertonenvironmental.com. And regarding all the skin products and what you can look at, Kay, so you can see if the things that you're putting on your skin, on your hair, brushing your teeth with, might be making a big difference, you can go to ewg.org slash skin deep slash. And there's a whole section on ewg.org that's all about every skin, uh, everything that we use on our bodies. It's, it's, over, it's about 70,000 products have been evaluated by uh, their non-biased scientists to determine how they affect the human body and the environment. Um, so what I'm hearing you guys really say is, you know, even though he's taking testosterone shots and his doctor's saying his testosterone levels are normal, there may be things like the hormone disruptors or looking at more natural sources of testosterone that would be more effective than the shots. Or, well, think, go ahead. I, I was just going to say that I think what happens is, so he's got the shots going on and that when they take that blood test, it's a snapshot of that particular day. But when he goes back home and he has air fresheners plugged into all of his outlets and he's wearing dry, clean clothes and he's got five different, you know, hair gels on, then sometimes it makes... <laughs> Goodness, that, he's into the hair gel. <laughs> that, makes, that makes a difference. It makes a huge difference. So I think that sometimes uh, when you're doing something like um, getting a particular shot or taking a particular pill for a particular ill, that the other things that our body takes all that into account. And it might give you, take you two steps backwards from maybe where those testosterone shots took you, you know, three steps forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the natural ways, if you ask me, <laughs> and you did, dear, dear placenta, or, um, uh, elk velvet or deer antler, and um, there's, there's a whole bunch of other uh, tonic, Chinese, tonic Chinese herbs that we can talk about later that, um, uh, and superfoods that help you know, boost that as well. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like, you know, I mean, he's talking about having difficulty having orgasms and difficulty with arousal. And I like to look at everything from all standpoints. Like there's the biochemical aspect. So yes, he's got the testosterone and he can do some of the things that you guys are suggesting. And I would add in there also looking at what's happening emotionally. When did this start? What's going on there that 
that is causing that difficulty that might be on an emotional level. What's happening biochemically in Kay's body? Is there something that maybe there was an injury that was to a muscle or something in his pelvic floor that isn't strong? Maybe it's an exercise thing and he needs to do more exercises in his pelvic floor to really be able to get the blood pumping there and the orgasm, um, you know, really strong. And then the next thing, and I would also add in, in there for biochemistry is the blood. And I know you guys will love this, but sometimes blood can't get to places. Arousal can't happen because the blood is sluggish and thick and toxic. And so that would be another thing I'd say is like clean your blood. Really get some things that, that help you get your blood so that it can get into a place where it can get into all those tiny little capillaries that are responsible for arousal. And then um, lastly, I, I look at, is there any scar tissue? Was there a vasectomy? Was there an injury, again, that would cause any scar tissue that would prohibit arousal and orgasm? Well, this went really fast. We have to go to a break. If you guys have, Jay and Joy are going to stay on with me just in case they have some more things to add in there to Kay because this is a big one and a lot, a lot of questions about this these days. So when we return, we're going we're gonna to finish this question and move on to a question about a woman who um, she's very interested in the white tigress practices. So she wants to know, uh, and Taoist, so that's a Taoist sexual practice. She's having difficulty with this idea of having lots of sexual partners, especially having oral sex with a lot of different sexual partners, and wants to know if she and her partner can practice this together. So more Sex with Jaya when we return. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Let's say you're female. Let's say you're over 50. Let's say your partner takes a little blue pill. Let's say he's ready to go maybe four hours. Let's say that's unfair. There's no little blue pill for women, but there is Allocadabra, the first personal lubricant that's made from 95% organic aloe. So it's as natural as nature which means it naturally does for your body what your body may no longer naturally do for itself. We're not saying that it will last four hours, but if you're lucky, neither will he. Aloe Kadabra. Feel the magic happen. Are you ready to become an oral sex aficionado and give your partner unforgettable pleasure day and night? Jaya, world-renowned sexologist, has created the ultimate educational experience for couples. Oral Sex for Couples features over 100 techniques in a three-volume series. Guys, learn hand and mouth combinations that will send her soaring. Women, master ancient oral arts that will not only leave him breathless, but are said to keep you youthful and glowing. Both of you will be inspired to try the best positions for comfort and pleasure as you make love with your mouths. Watch now at www.oralsexforcouples.com. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You're tuned in to Sex with Jaya. To ask the burning questions you've always wanted to ask or share a tip or comment of your own, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Feeling shy? Send an email to Jaya at MissJaya.com. 
That's J-A-I-Y-A at MissJaya.com. Now back to Sex with Jaya. Allocadabra, allocadabra, allocadabra. I hope it's in my stocking this Christmas. Check out www.allocadabra.com today and use coupon code Jaya, that's J-A-I-Y-A, for 20% off. Before we went to break, we were talking about a man who has low testosterone, who had low testosterone, but his levels came to normal after some shots, but he's still having difficulty with orgasms and arousal. And we all threw out some advice, but Jay, you had a couple of things you wanted to add to tie it up. Yeah, I just wanted to finish up a a little bit and um, cover, you know, getting a a complete hormone panel and um, particularly just to know your, your levels of all your estrogens and your progesterone, um, because if your other, if your estrogens are, are really high, um, that's going to affect your libido certainly. And then if your progesterone is low, then you know if, if his testosterone level is actually healthy, um, he, you know he just may be having conversion because the, the older you get, the the more your body converts testosterone into estrogens and into right. um, dehydrotestosterone. So um, progesterone is one of the things that uh, prevents the conversion of testosterone into the, the DH, DHT. And um, so, so just knowing your levels on all those things and um, knowing the different, different influences um, that affect testosterone. Also, what you, what you were saying uh, right before we went to the break, as far as circulation goes, um, those things that that can be in the blood, um, things like you know infection load, having um, fungus in the blood and candida, and then also just having high blood sugar. You know, if somebody's diabetic or pre-diabetic, and they have a lot of um, sugar, uh, abnormal amounts of sugar in their in their blood all the time, um, that certainly um, increases the the sluggishness and um, causes inflammation too, um, all over the body, which uh, which lowers circulation. And um, and then other things like like rancid fats and and um, as you get older too, calcification and fibrin, all, all these things build up in the blood and contribute to um, less and less circulation uh, where we need it. So um, all, all those, those genitals—that's yep. where we need it. Yep. <laughs> uh, you know, we need it all over, but. Okay, great. So I want to move to the next question, and Jay and Joy are going to help me with this one too. So I am very interested in the white tigress practices, and I've read about it online and listened to your radio interview on the topic. As far as I understand from my online reading is that a white tigress gives oral sex to multiple men. This is something that I'm uncomfortable with. I have one committed sexual partner, and he loves oral sex, but I do not want to drain him of all his wonderful jing energy. Do you think that if he practices semen retention while I give him oral sex that it will give him those health benefits? And then after he retains semen as many times as then he can ejaculate for me, will I also get the benefits? In other words, can I make our sexual practice mutually beneficial as to not drain either partner of their sexual energy, vitality, and youth, but increase it in both partners? Is this an acceptable practice for the white tigress technique? I have multiple, having multiple oral sex partners is out of the question for me, but I just don't want to steal all my man's jing energy. (laughs) Also, (laughs) is there any truth to thrusting and penetration aging in women, aging women prematurely? There's a lot of questions in there. My goodness. Um, So let me throw in my two cents and then I will hand it over to Jay and Joy. So the white tigress practice for people who don't know, and there is a whole podcast on that, a whole show on that in the archives if you want to check that out 
um, part of the practice, it's a longevity practice for women and a beautifying. So it's a beautifying, rejuvenation, longevity. They believe in mortality by giving oral sex to many men where the man actually ejaculates onto your face or onto your chest. And you do a lot of meditation, you know, like visualizing at the head of his penis, like visualizing white light coming out of it and really absorbing that energy from him. And they call the men that you do this with green dragons. So it, it's a little bit vampiric. <laughs> it sounds a little vampiric because you're literally like taking Jing essence. You are absorbing it energetically through your eyes, through your mouth, and through the ejaculate when he ejaculates. So a man that would be more committed with you would be called a, a jade dragon. And he would be a man who provided for you and you had sex with, um, intercourse sex with once a month because they do believe in the way tiger's practice that by having a lot of thrusting in and out of the vagina that you, it, it, that is a place for women where they are losing vitality um, in, in that so I love to challenge all these things I actually had a, a friend of mine who was like I'm going to ejaculate as much as I possibly can and see what happens now he had a great experience with that. Now I've had other men who are like, no way I could never do that because they get very, they feel very depleted. It depends on your constitution. So everybody is different. Can you do these practices with one man? I'm kind of doing that right now. I mean, even though I'm poly and can have other partners, I'm very conservative in that. And I only like to be with people that I really love. And so therefore like right now, pretty much, my partner D love who's usually on the show with me, who's not here today is the one that I'm practicing this with. So he likes to ejaculate. He does do semen retention. And here's my solution to this is kind of the tantric philosophy, which is that if he can learn how to take the jing, how to, how to transmute it, how to transmute that vitality and that sexual essence out of his semen by pulling it up through the body, through breath techniques, through, um, all kinds of different like visualization techniques, then he can maintain some of that in his body. And so when he ejaculates, he's not going to feel as depleted as he would if he was just ejaculating without that awareness. So I would say he does that like three times where he's bringing it up, drawing it up through the body, and then he ejaculates, and then you still get some of the beneficial qualities, the physical qualities of the ejaculate, like the good hormones that are in there and the vitamins and the nutrients that are in there that will, and the astringent effect that helps your skin. So you're going to definitely get the beautifying aspects of that, um, even if he's pulled the jing or the sexual vitality essence out of it. And there are ways that you guys can cultivate that together. You can explore, you know, sending in and receiving Jing. Um, now, you probably aren't going to get like the effects like the white tigress gets, who's just absorbing all the Jing and all the good vitality parts of the semen um, like you would if he wasn't doing that. So maybe that's a choice thing, kind of like what you said, like where he practices ejaculation retention for a while. And then maybe like, you know, once or twice a month, he gifts you with uh, his jing, some of his jing, you know, for your vit vitality and, and boosting that. So there are things that you can do that are mutually beneficial, like I said. And um, you don't have to steal his jing. <laughs> he can give it freely, which is maybe that's even better, you know, is when, it, when it's given freely to you. 
Um, and is there any truth to the thrusting aging a woman prematurely? You know, there's a lot of different things out there that I've tested and I've tried. And so far, you know, sometimes I get in my head like, oh, you know, if I'm having too much intercourse, this is aging me because I've been in the white tigress, you know, practice as a white tigress. And, you know, I really think it comes down to your thoughts about all this stuff. Really, your thought is really powerful. So if you're doing a practice and you think that it's aging you prematurely, then it may age you prematurely. But if you're going into this as vitality and if you look at some of the science too, like the reason why I think the semen, semen on the skin is so great is because the sci- there's science that supports it. The reason why I think that you know ejaculating too much can be detrimental is because there's science that says it does lower your testosterone levels. And as far as thrusting and penetrating, it depends on the thrusting and the penetrating. Our bodies actually aren't made for a lot of friction. A lot of that comes from men being circumcised. There's a whole thing. I mean, I could do a whole show just on that where, you know, we aren't meant to have a lot of that, nor is it necessarily the best um, for our pleasure. So I would, you know, look at that. But does it age us prematurely? Um, the science is not necessarily there to support that. The science is actually there that says the opposite, which is that sex and orgasm with your partner up to three times a week actually helps increase your longevity. So there you have it. All right, Jay and Joy, your two cents on this topic. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's fantastic to hear from a woman who's you know, so conscious of leaking her man's jing and so concerned about her man's jing. That's, uh, that's fantastic. Um, I actually have a quote here from a um, Taoist doctor, um, Dr. Sun Tzu Mu, uh, or Mo, uh, from 8700. Uh, he says, A man may attain health and longevity if he practices an ejaculation frequency of twice monthly or 24 times in a year. If at the same time he pays careful attention to proper diet and exercise, he will have a long and healthy life. And... Um, uh, Dr. Sun here actually lived to the age of 101, and um, he he actually didn't even ejaculate that much. He uh, he was said to have uh, ejaculated one out of every hundred times. Wow! Um, that he was with a partner. So if you just have more sex and only ejaculate, you know, have sex a hundred times in a month. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it, it definitely depends on um, again, as you were saying, the the man's constitution. And um, what his hormones are like, and you know, if he if he's more young, if he has uh, higher testosterone, more dopamine, you know, he's going to be able to, just like a, a younger man, he's going to be able to get away with um, ejaculating more frequency. Um, on the whole, you know, as a man gets older, uh, the the Taoists have have talked about this uh, in particular. But as a man gets older, they recommend less and less and less ejaculation, and that's particularly because as a man gets older, as we just talked about, his testosterone is going lower and lower and lower. His estrogen is going up and up and up, and so it's just really it's it's something you really want to be conscious of on an individual level. Um, with your partner and just have good communication because um, men really, they, they notice ejaculation much differently. So, some guys are, you know, just, just not aware of it at all. Some, you know, some men are more aware of it and um, some really notice, um, you know, energy dips and um, just differences in their overall vitality. And, and guys can, can usually tell, you know, how long they need to go. 
um, and, and how, how much of a benefit it is uh, for them to, to wade or to not wade. Um, and then the, the other part of that, too, as, as you're saying, is the, the importance of the circulation. You know, a, a guy can not ejaculate, but if he's, he's not properly circulating that energy, um, he can run into problems because of that. And um, I, I think that's where some of, you know, there, there are studies out there which, which say that um, the more you ejaculate, the healthier it is and, uh, for, for the prostate. And I, I think that um, gets into this topic as to, you know, especially Western men, they're, they're just not conscious of the circulation of the energy, you know. Um, and then also, as, as we just talked about, if you have um, circulatory issues, if, if you have sticky blood and, and, you know, different things that inhibit the... Um, the circulation of, of your jing um, in your body, then um, all those things are going to factor in. Okay, and, and I, I have to throw in there that I'm working on a class for women which I'm te- where I'm teaching Tantra Taoist practices like the White Tigers practice, the shamanic sex practices for women. January 12, 28th of 2012 will be the live event, but the course will also be available online for those of you who want the ebook, videos, and training with me via the internet. Keep watch at sexisyou.com. We have to go to a break. We'll tie this question up when we return and get a question from a man who wants to know what the inside of the vagina towards the back Behind the G spot is on anatomy question when we return. Ask the experts. Call toll free right now 1 866 472 5787. And ask our all star team to answer your question. That's 1 866 472 5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Let's say you're female. Let's say you're over 50. Let's say your partner takes a little blue pill. Let's say he's ready to go maybe four hours. Let's say that's unfair. There's no little blue pill for women, but there is aloe cadabra, the first personal lubricant that's made from 95% organic aloe. So it's as natural as nature, which means it naturally does for your body what your body may no longer naturally do for itself. We're not saying that it will last four hours, but if you're lucky, neither will he. Aloe cadabra. Feel the magic happen. Are you ready to become an oral sex aficionado and give your partner unforgettable pleasure day and night? Jaya, world-renowned sexologist, has created the ultimate educational experience for couples. Oral Sex for Couples features over 100 techniques in a three-volume series. Guys, learn hand and mouth combinations that will send her soaring. Women, master ancient oral arts that will not only leave him breathless, but are said to keep you youthful and glowing. Both of you will be inspired to try the best positions for comfort and pleasure as you make love with your mouths. Watch now at www.oralsexforcouples.com The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You're tuned in to Sex with Jaya. To ask the burning questions you've always wanted to ask or share a tip or comment of your own, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Feeling shy? Send an email to Jaya at MissJaya.com. That's J-A-I-Y-A at MissJaya.com. Now back to Sex with Jaya. 
We're back. We're going to tie up our little question here about uh, the white tigress practices. Joy, you had something you wanted to add in there. I do. I, I think it's important for both men and women to know about that million-dollar pressure point or PowerPoint that allows you to recirculate that energy. And I know that I'm going to go ahead and defer to the expert here. And Jaya, it was in which one of your series? I have it in um, the male genital massage video. And I think there's also some stuff about it in oral sex for couples volume two. And I talk about the million dollar point, And one of the things you can do is actually physically press into that point um, to stop and sort of get the, the energy to circulate back up. Now, there can be some dangers with that because people can bruise themselves and I've seen some injuries happen. So I really, I mean, like the biggest way that would be a how, like how to do this for me is visualization and breath. So my favorite transmutation breath is literally when you are getting to that point, like say like a seven or an eight, you squeeze the muscles at the base of the body. And I like to say, focus, guys, on that squeezing at the million-dollar point. So focus at squeezing between the scrotum and the anus. And you hold there. And then you take a nice deep breath and you visualize the sexual sensation or the sexual energy coming up your spine as you do this. And you want your penis to move up off your belly. If you were lying on your back and you had an erection, your penis will come straight up towards the ceiling and hold it there. Hold it, hold it, hold it while you bring the breath up into your head. Take a sniff of air to bring it to the top of the head and then exhale and allow the muscles to relax and allow the energy to come back down the spine. So that that's one transmutation breath. Now for some people, tensing actually makes it worse. They feel like they have a hard time moving that energy. So it's more about relaxing the body and feeling the energy spread throughout their legs. I often have them do colors like or feel see or feel red just spreading through your whole body as you relax everything. You relax the technique, you stop all the motion or the friction that's happening and just let your body relax as much as possible because what happens often is as people are building that sexual energy it gets all like tense in the pelvis and in the thighs and in the lower belly and that tension kind of holds it there so really what they need to do is to relax so it's about knowing are you a tension person or are you a relaxation person and knowing that you have to do the opposite of that and using the visualization if that's colors for you the breath the sound sound laughter is a great way to transmute sexual energy to move it through your body it's just yeah. laughing hysterically yeah. Yep. Um, don't be afraid to do that during sex. I was working with a couple yesterday and, and, uh, or two days ago. And, and he was like, anytime she was laughing, I thought she was laughing at me. I was like, oh <laughs> no. no, she's like having an <laughs> orgasm and she's like stopping that laughter because she's afraid of hurting your feelings. And it was like, oh my goodness, you guys laugh. You know, like it didn't, it has nothing to yeah. do with you. So, so just interesting, you know, laughter, crying, all that stuff, let that go. That's just energy moving and it's, or, it's orgasmic energy moving. Okay, great. Let's go Fantastic. to the next question. Um, what would that thing in quotes that is being touched from the inside of the vagina when pressing toward my wife's back? What is that thing? I, I am very lucky. She can orgasm almost instantly via G-spot. Once she's really wound up, I usually move my fingers to the back of her vagina and then the sides and then the bottom part of the vagina. She likes it all but really likes the vagina. It feels the bottom. It feels like a V-shaped muscle and then just normal vagina. It's not like there's any landmark that I can tell I'm touching. She orgasms in that area about 30% harder. Would you think this is something in the anal area, the, the muscle that likes being massaged? As many podcasts as I've listened to, there are plenty anal. I've never heard this referenced. Um, okay, do tell. I'm curious to know what's going on in there. 
All right. So um, that thing that you're feeling could be what I call the PS spot or the perineal sponge. It sits, it's a spongy part of tissue, kind of like the G spot, very similar to the urethral sponge or the G spot. And um, it sits down in the bottom of the vagina between the anal wall and the vaginal wall. And when a woman is really super aroused, it can get very swollen, very similar to the G-spot. It can feel very rough. It can feel like a bump with um, uh, like crevices on either side. So that could be the V that you're feeling, kind of like, um, like there's something in the middle and then two crevices on the side. So it could be that, that she just gets really aroused. And, she's, and I have seen it many, many times where women actually the bottom of their vagina is more pleasurable than at the top, than the G-spot. And I have this little technique. So let me tell you the technique here because this will drive her crazy. Is you put one finger on top, your index fingers, one finger on top of the other. So that one finger's facing up and one finger's facing down. You insert those two fingers inside the vagina after she's fully warmed up, plenty of lube, and you do a come hither, one that's going down on the PS spot and one that's going up on the G spot. So you're doing come hithers on both spots. That way you're getting her G spot and the PS spot in the bottom. Um, now you say it kind of feels like a V-shaped muscle. So it, these could be muscles, could be tendons in her pelvic floor too. It's all connected. This is what people don't realize is that the erectile network is 360 degrees around, which means that when you're massaging the bottom, and even if you're, you're massaging any kind of ligaments or muscles there in the pelvic floor, you're stimulating her entire erectile network. When she does kegels when she squeezes that's stimulating the erectile network it's all interconnected so those muscles you know could be like tight rubber bands but when you're playing the rubber bands you're reverberating you're reverberating pleasure through her entire pelvic floor that that would be my two cents on that one okay i'm going to move to the next one okay first of all you're amazing oh thank you (laughs) thanks to me and my girl we're trying new things great Issue number one, my girl says that sometimes she gets dizzy after anal sex. We practice always with a condom, and she has the power to say yes or no. She doesn't feel pain, sometimes just discomfort, but she loves it, and she decides when to stop. Why does this happen? Okay, so a little anatomy lesson here on with the anal thing. Um, the anal canal is really amazing. It's one, there are very few places in the body where both the parasympathetic nervous system and the sympathetic nervous system come together into one place. And the anus is one of those places. So the external anal sphincter is connected to the sympathetic part of the nervous system. And the internal anal sphincter is connected to the parasympathetic part of the nervous system. So sympathetic is kind of like your fight or flight. It's like that action. It's the, um, it's the part, and this is also voluntary, meaning that it can be controlled by squeezing it. You can consciously, with control, go squeeze, tighten. You know, we, we've all familiar with that when we're little kids and we're trying to hold something in, you know, our poo in or whatever when we're potty training. And we get familiar with that muscle and how to control it. Then the internal anal sphincter is not not voluntary. Now, I do know some people who have learned through lots of awareness how to become more aware and to voluntarily control and relax this, this muscle. By the way, it is a round sphincter muscle, like a donut shape. And, um, and the internal, because it is involuntary and it's linked to the parasympathetic, which is this deeply relaxing state of consciousness, I've heard it said that the anus is the royal road to the unconscious. And that it can trigger these deep altered states of consciousness and these deep 
states of relaxation and downregulation of our nervous system. So what may be happening with your girlfriend as she's having anal sex is that you're deeply stimulating these, this part of the nervous system for her that puts her into an altered state or feeling dizzy or feeling strange. Another thing I'd add is she could change her breathing when this is happening. Um, that, you know, she has to breathe deeper, deeper than she's ever breathed before to, in order to receive you into her body in that area of her body. Um, not to mention there are tons of nerve endings, pleasurable nerve endings, all kinds of different nerves that are innervating the anal canal and that smooth muscle tissue that, um, that you know, could also be causing some of the dizziness as she's being stimulated in that way. The breath combined with all these different parts of the nervous system combined with the pleasure and she feels a little dizzy. So uh, first thing I check in is what's she doing with her breath? Second thing I would check in with is, you know, is that breath altering her some way? Is she feeling an altered state of consciousness that she's never felt and she's interpreting as dizzy or feeling, you know, does she feel deeply relaxed? And it sounds like she loves it. She's having a lot of pleasure from it. And women can actually have orgasms in her anal canal. So um, that's something that's not uncommon. Jay or Joy, do you have anything? I know you guys are still there. So do you have anything you'd say about altered states of consciousness and, you know, stimulating these parts of the nervous system? Just be be careful. <laughs> you know, always always take caution, especially that part of the body. Um, and you know, some people are much more susceptible to to altered states of consciousness. So um, you always just want to take things slow. You know, wh- whether it's whether it's um, Chinese herbs or, or anything else, anything that affects consciousness, you always want to uh, take it slow and and. You know, be be kind to yourself, and um, you know, know what know what you can do, and and you know what you need to to kind of ground afterwards. Mm-hmm. And I was just going to say that, you know, even before you engage in uh, in love making with the person who you want to feel this amazing pleasure with, it's always good just to kind of get in touch with yourself. So you don't feel like it's all about them; it should be about both of you. Mm-hmm. And I know that. Um, there's a, a seated yoga position where you squeeze your root chakra, your root, and you as you as you rotate your your the middle part of your hips and your belly around to you know bring up that that kundalini energy and then you bring it higher and higher and higher. So I think it's tantric actually, and then your shoulders and then your head and then you actually feel the energy come up. That that actually get, makes you a little lightheaded. So I was wondering again with the breathing with uh, with this young lady if it was um, her not breathing. Because if you hold your breath, even even doing just sitting seated by yourself, just kind of get the motor you know revved, then you can get a little lightheaded. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And would you you know do you think like anal health as far as colonics or anything like that could have an effect? Like maybe she needs to go get colonics, or you think that has anything to do with it? Well, it depends. If she has like a, a physical obstacle, which it doesn't sound like she does because then there would probably be a certain amount of discomfort to that, mm-hmm. you know, like a hemorrhoid or um, a fissure or something like that. But this doesn't sound like that's the issue. I think she's, I think she's just getting deliriously dizzy. <laughs> it's the <laughs> orgasmic high. Okay, great. So when we come back, I, they have another question, which is, the, it's, it says, we joke a lot about having a threesome, and we both want to have a guy and a girl, but we never seem to take it serious. How can we make it happen? 
That's a juicy question. I like this couple. They're really into exploring. They're adventurous. If I was going to put them in my five categories, my five stages of sexuality, I'd say that they're definitely in the adventurous category. So I'm going to answer that question, how to have a threesome. (laughs) And a question from a 27-year-old who has a very sexual, healthy appetite but feels like she could be doing so much more for her boyfriend in the bedroom so things don't become routine. How can she really please her man? More Sex with Jaya when we return. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Let's say you're female. Let's say you're over 50. Let's say your partner takes a little blue pill. Let's say he's ready to go maybe four hours. Let's say that's unfair. There's no little blue pill for women, but there is Cadabra. The first personal lubricant that's made from 95% organic aloe. So it's as natural as nature, which means it naturally does for your body what your body may no longer naturally do for itself. We're not saying that it will last four hours, but if you're lucky, neither will he. Aloe Cadabra. Feel the magic happen. Are you ready to become an oral sex aficionado and give your partner unforgettable pleasure day and night? Jaya, world-renowned sexologist has created the ultimate educational experience for couples. Oral Sex for Couples features over 100 techniques in a three-volume series. Guys, learn hand and mouth combinations that will send her soaring. Women, master ancient oral arts that will not only leave him breathless, but are said to keep you youthful and glowing. Both of you will be inspired to try the best positions for comfort and pleasure as you make love with your mouths. Watch now at www.oralsexforcouples.com. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You're tuned in to Sex with Jaya. To ask the burning questions you've always wanted to ask or share a tip or comment of your own, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Feeling shy? Send an email to Jaya at MissJaya.com. That's J-A-I-Y-A at MissJaya.com. Now back to Sex with Jaya. So I just want to say a shout out to Kay, who we started the show with, you know, and any man who's really wanting to check out their sexual health and vitality and their hormones. So if you're a man wanting more to get more great info, like we shared at the top of the show, then be sure to check out our program, menkeepup.com. It features Jay, Joy, and myself. And use coupon code Jaya, that's J-A-I-Y-A, for 20% off. Great. Okay, so I'm going to dive back into my... Oh, and I want to thank Jay and Joy and just say jingslingers.com. Give them a shout out. Go check out their website, jingslingers.com. Okay, so back to my question here. This couple who's very adventurous. It says, we joke a lot about having a threesome and we want both to have a guy and a girl, but we never seem to take it serious. How can we make it happen? So first thing I'd say is, you know what? You guys really need to have a conversation about this. What are your agreements? What are your boundaries? 
you know, have that talk, that serious talk, like, okay, we want to do this thing. Are there certain people that you want to do it with? Do you already have people in mind? Do you want to go to a swinger club? Do you want it to be a little bit more like, you know, kind of anonymous? What is it that you really want? You've got to define that because that's going to keep it from being messy later on. Really talk to her, you know, about, you know, well, what do you th- where does it feel most comfortable to start? Maybe it's more being sensual, like giving each other erotic massages one night with an, with an ex- with another girl. Maybe it starts with hiring, you know, somebody um, like a sex professional um, to be with you, something like that, where what are the safe boundaries? What are the safe guidelines for you that um, would work for you? So have that conversation and then, you know, set a date, set a time, make it a date, make it, you know, schedule it in. Um, that's one of the ways to make it happen because we all get busy and then sometimes it's talk and it's erotic talk and it's all hot in the moment. But um, you know, talk about it outside of the bedroom. That's another really important piece because when you're all hot in the moment, things are a little different than when you're, you know, just sitting down to dinner and you want to have that kind of a conversation. I think that that's a really good time to have it because then you're not in the throes of heat and passion and it's not just a big fantasy. Is this really a fantasy that you want to have happen? And if it is, then you guys got both got to make those agreements, be clear, have the talk before you do it. And then once you get there, um, you know, it's about finding the right people, you know, write that down too. What do the right people look like for this? Um, is it going to be more of a swinger thing like where we go out to like maybe a swinger club or something like that? I'd recommend checking out Cassidy.com, K-A-S-A-D-I-E.com. Um, that's a place to find other people to do this. Okay, great. I only have 12 minutes and I have four questions left. Okay. <laughs> First off, I'd like to say I'm a huge fan of your podcast. Thank you. As is my boyfriend. And I'm 27 years old and I have a healthy sexual appetite, but I feel like I could be doing so much more for my boyfriend in the bedroom so we don't become routine. Do you have any suggestions? Okay. Um, let's see. All kinds of things. My goodness. I could give you a bunch of references. Go to my red, go to redhottouch.com. That's my erotic massage series learn how to touch him, touch him, touch him all over his body, not just his penis. Um, You know, that's a big, that's a really big thing. Check in with him. Ask him, what do you love? What do you really want more of? Um, What do you appreciate about our sex life right now? That would be great. That's a great question. Um, So check out the Oral sex. Guys love oral sex. So I also have my oral sex series, oralsexforcouples.com. Use coupon code Jaya. Get 20% off on everything. Anybody who listens to the show is on my list. And, um, you know, those, those things, I'd say learning, you know, how to use your hands and mouth in combination. So one of my favorite techniques that I find that kind of guys really love is wrapping both your hands or one hand around the shaft of his penis. Your, your mouth is on the head of his penis and you're going to move up and down while twisting your hands. So that's a really, really great one. Um, you know, do surprise things like, I don't know, you have to find out what he likes. You know, if he, if he likes being more submissive, maybe go together and take a class on, um, you know, tying each other up or something like that and find those adventurous things, find fun classes you could go take together and see how, what he likes, what aspects of things he likes. And, um, you know, doing more, doing more for him, treat him and just, just say, you know, tonight I'm going to treat you and I want you to lay back and receive, give him a massage, give him some hand and mouth combinations, um, you know, give him all his favorite stuff in the bedroom one night, role play, you know, that's another really fun one if he likes that. Um, those are just some suggestions I'll throw off the top of my head. 
But there's so much you can do. Um, and part of it just starts with asking him what he really loves and surprising him with new things. Read books, watch videos, educate yourself as much as possible about sex because there's so much great stuff out there. Okay, next one. This, is, this one's a difficult one for me to do quickly, but I will try. Good morning. After my wife and I had our third child, her pelvic floor muscles protrude through her vagina. It looks like a red ball almost protruding. My wife reports that this feels uncomfortable, of course. Her doctors tell her to do kegels, but at this point, I'm not sure kegels are going to work. It seems too far gone for that. Have you run into this before in your practice? And if so, can you please advise? I appreciate your help. Thank you. Okay, this is a great question. You know, so many women have injuries and things really change after childbirth. Again, my program, RSVP, ReclaimSex.com. You can check that out if you want to go a lot deeper. Um, yes, this can happen where sort of like the vagina protrudes out, the, the vaginal canal or the muscles. Um, and also the G-spot can push out. But if this is uncomfortable, I'm probably thinking this is not her G-spot protruding out because for most people, women that feels pretty great. Unless, of course, that discomfort is the urge to urinate. In that case, then it could be that her G-spot is actually the thing that's protruding out. It can look like a little round ball. So that's really interesting, especially as she gets more and more aroused. So as far as kegels go, yes, kegels can help. But if you know things are really bad, you may want to look into talking to her doctor about getting something called the Liberty for women. It's an electro-stim machine that helps strengthen the pelvic floor muscles. There's also a new product. I believe it is out on the market that you can get over the counter that's not you can get online. It's called the Intensity. And that is an electro-stim device that also inflates like a dilator and has a vibrator on it. So it's, it's the whole shebang um, that that could be something that can help. You know, I would really, in this case, I would really have to take a look at her pelvic floor, take a look at what's happening. Um, you know, is, or when are the muscles protruding? Because you say it's not all the time here. Um, is it just happening during sex, after intercourse? What, there's so much that could be going on here. This is a, definitely a physical biomechanical issue. And I'd want to take a look at her pelvic floor and really see what's going on. Uh, really see when is it happening? Is she naturally pushing out with her muscles during sex? Um, is that something where she needs to learn how to squeeze and contract up? And, and, you know, I'd recommend those two devices, the intensity and the liberty for women. Okay. Jaya, I will get married in three months from now. Both my wife and I are virgins and we're scared of how to have sex. Basically, he says it in a much different language than I say. <laughs> I need your advice in what is the best, best position for my wife and I on our first time. Well, you know, being less concerned with positions, I think more of what's important for your first time is making sure that you have lots and lots of foreplay, that you're doing lots of touch and uh, doing lots of oral on one another and just really playing with your whole bodies, not worrying so much about the intercourse part. The intercourse part will happen over time and, you know, you don't need a bunch of wild positions for your first time you're ever having sex. Good old missionary position with a pillow tucked underneath her or a liberator wedge tucked underneath her. The pillow really is awesome. You know, if you just fold a pillow in half, put it underneath her pelvis, and you give her some clitoral stimulation because this is going to allow your, your pelvis to be more contact with her where you're getting her clitoris stimulated. And it's not just all about the penetration in the, in the intercourse. The intercourse is such a little small part of sex. Thanks to Clinton, we often think that oral is not sex and all these other things are not sex, but sex is so big. So don't limit it just to the intercourse and whatever sexual position you're in. 
definitely include her whole body, touch her everywhere, make sure she's fully, fully, fully aroused before you're doing any kind of penetration. Just don't go for the penetration. Go for really loving her, connecting with her, looking in her eyes, breathing with her, touching her all over, licking her all over, celebrating one another's bodies. And then when you get so aroused, you can't stand it anymore and you want to go to the intercourse, I'd say, you know, like 30, 40 minutes before you even get to the intercourse. Then you get to the intercourse, pop a pillow underneath her so that her pelvis gets more contact with your pelvis and you, she's getting some clitoral stimulation. Man, you might even want to use your hand while you're um, stimulating, while you're doing penetration to stimulate her clitoris to get her that that stimulation. If sex is over really quickly, you can keep going. Don't think that because you ejaculate that sex is over. You can keep going afterwards. Okay, I'm running out of time. I also want to say, you know, you can look at my. Um, Oral Sex Positions DVD, Oral Sex for Couples Volume 3, or my DVD, Red Hot Touch um, and the Erotic Touch for Sexual Positions DVD, both of those, which you can download instantly at redhottouch.com. Um, those will have sexual positions if you're really interested in having lots of sexual positions, but also how to use your hands during sex. So I think that's important as well. And I will have a new book out in the spring that includes all the pillows and positioning, um, which can really help with angles and getting your pelvises together in better biomechanical ways. Great. Well, I'm, I've had a lot of fun on the show today. I want to thank Jane Joy again, jingslingers.com. It has been fun answering all of your questions. You know, I love answering questions. I think that's my favorite part about being a sex educator is just having all these questions to answer, all these amazing questions to go on and on and on about. So keep the questions coming to me. I love hearing from you. You can reach me at sexisyou.com for more great information and articles and all kinds of stuff like you heard on this show today. I want to shout out all my websites. I don't often do this on the show, but I offered a lot of resources today. So if you need to know more about hormone balance, Jing, um, sexual health for men, you can go to menkeepup.com. And that is my program with Jay and Joy. Redhottouch.com for my Red Hot Touch series, my Red Hot Touch book, oralsexforcouples.com for oral sex. Um, anything to do with oral sex, I have three volume um, award-winning DVD series on that. I am currently writing a book on that, which will be out in January of 13. Um, and let's see, what else did I throw out there? Reclaimsex.com for all you new moms out there who are having issues after childbirth. That's also a great one. Jingslingers.com for Jay and Joy. And my main site with the five stages of sexuality is sexisyou.com. So those are all the resources of things that you heard on the show. And I really look forward to hearing from you because I love, I love all this. And everybody, you know what? The holidays are among us. So I hope you're having a happy, happy holiday because holiday sex is the best sex. I've enjoyed sex with Jaya today. Have you? You have been listening to Sex with Jaya. For more, you'll have to tune in next Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time to the Voice America Variety Channel. Now, make it the best weekend ever with tips you've learned from today's show. Thanks again for joining us. Sex with Jaya is brought to you by Aloe Cadabra. Aloe Cadabra is 95% organic aloe vera. Visit www.allocadabra.com today.